The Garden Question is a podcast for people that love designing, building, and growing smarter gardens that work. Listen in as we talk with successful garden designers, builders, and growers, discovering their stories along with how they think, work, and grow. This is your next step in creating a beautiful, year-round, environmentally connected, low-maintenance, and healthy, thriving outdoor space. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or an expert, there will always be something inspiring when you listen to the Garden Question Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Craig McManus. Here we are, the last Thursday of 2023. We're in the middle of the season of joy, hope, Peace, love, and crepe murder. If you don't know the victim of crepe murder, it's the annual desecration of crepe myrtle trees around this time of year. For those of you not familiar with the beautiful crepe myrtle or Lagostromia, they are best known as deciduous flowering small trees in Zone 7 and above. My understanding is that there are cold-hearted varieties of Lagostromia being developed for zones 6 and below. This is good-to-know information for those located in colder regions. You may be able to prevent the hideous practice from infesting your crepe myrtles in the future. There are lesser-known, medium-sized shrub and ground-cover varieties of crepe myrtle, which are typically not victims of crepe murder. All are known for long periods of vibrant, abundant clusters of crinkled, crepe-like flowers blooming in various shades of red, pink, purple, and white in the summer season. The tree form is amazingly sculptural with very beautiful, distinctive, annually evolving bark. The small trees are structurally graceful with arching branches. Adding aesthetic beauty and a burst of color to gardens and landscapes during the summer months. Crepe murder is a term used to describe the improper and often harmful pruning practices inflicted on crepe myrtle trees. It is an unsustainable practice often seen in neighborhoods and commercial complexes. It is specifically the severe cutting back of trunks or branches. Some folks might say it is whacking off the main trunks with a chainsaw about head high, inviting slow healing and rot to the trunk. A second technique of crepe murder involves cutting main branches, leaving only trunk stubs to try to recuperate from these severe cuttings. Although crepe murder doesn't actually kill the plant, it may wish it were dead. This aggressive pruning results in a distorted, unnaturally ugly, knobby stick appearance when all the new growth is cut back to the same point every year. Compromising the tree's natural form also diminishes its overall health and flowering potential when repeated every year. I've often seen insects and diseases like ambrosia beetles, aphids, sooty mole, mildew, take advantage of the stressed-out, rapidly-growing, dense-growth response to crepe murder. Proper pruning respecting the tree's natural structure is recommended for maintaining the health and beauty of crepe myrtle trees. I like to maximize a plant's bloom and length of bloom time. Where crepe murder is a practice, I've seen blooms delayed for a month or more. The new blooms often weighing down the skinny new plant branches right into your face 
as you walk by. Of course, you have the right to do whatever you wish with your very own crepe myrtle. Some folks will pass crepe murder off as it's okay. It's just a pollarding printing technique like is done in Europe. I would be willing to bet that most folks perpetuating crepe murder have never even heard of pollarding, much less know why the Europeans do it. Crepe murder stresses out the plant and prevents it from growing to its potential, minimizing the beauty and joy, robbing yourself, the audience, and the wild world from the awesomeness of a wonderful plant. Maybe the crepe myrtle, like other plants in our gardens, grows too large for the space it's planted in. That's because of poor design, poor variety selection, or maybe even it was labeled wrong. Unfortunately, many times a plant is selected because it is the cheapest option. That often gets you in trouble. So, what do you do to prevent crepe murder? First, do your research. Select the right size plant for the space that you'll be growing it in. Then purchase it from a reliable source. Prune and train up the crepe myrtle in the way it should go. The younger you can start the training, the better. Identify and remove any dead, damaged, or cross-branching. Focus on selectively pruning branches to enhance the tree's natural shape and structure. Removing suckers at the base and water sprouts from the previous cuts to help prevent future branch conflicts. Prune during the dormant season. Do not make drastic or excessive large cuts. Make clean lateral branch cuts that will heal over in a few seasons. Preserve the natural shape of the tree by maintaining its characteristic base or multi-trunk form. Avoid excessive thinning or topping. As the tree matures, you will find you will do less and less pruning each season to keep the tree's shape and size in check. I have some mature crepe myrtles that I may touch every five or six years, if at all. I remember a time when you never saw crepe myrtle. Unfortunately, we often see and do what we observe others doing. Please don't mimic others in your garden without understanding why you're doing it and the results of what you're doing. It is really a good practice for the health of your garden or landscape. Educating yourself and others about proper pruning practices is crucial to preventing crepe murder. By respecting the natural growth habits of crepe myrtle and adopting responsible pruning techniques, you can ensure the longevity and vitality of these beautiful trees in your garden. It will typically take four to five growing seasons to recover from crepe murder if pruning practices are changed. It will require patience. Crepe myrtles can often bounce back, producing new growth and returning to a more natural and attractive form. If you're uncertain about the best approach or if the tree's health is a concern, consider consulting with a certified arborist. They can provide expert advice and assistance in promoting the recovery from crepe murder. I'm Craig McManus from the Garden Question Podcast, and here's wishing you blessings of joy, hope, peace, love, and happy crepe myrtle for 2024. The goal is that every episode is valuable and well worth your time. Please generously share the Garden Question podcast with your friends, relatives, and neighbors. 
check out our website, thegardenquestion.com, for links, resources, and where you can listen to every episode again and again. You will not want to miss a weekly episode, so please subscribe to The Garden Question Podcast with Craig McManus on your favorite listening app. Keep on designing, building, and growing a smarter garden that works.